You're listening to Band Geek with Richie Castellano on the Riotcast Network. Geek. I'm Richie Castellano, and with me today is the lovely Brandy Metaxas. Hello. And the man of the hour, Mr. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Andy Ascalise. Woo! You know what, Brandy, when you're oh, here, we don't you. even need uh, like more people, because you sound like <laughs> ten people are here. It's a gift. Yeah. Um, so, let's, uh, there's things I want to talk about today, but before we do, let's do our business. Uh, please continue. To, you know what? Yeah, this is all Andy. This is all you today. So if you want to score this entire episode, <laughs> don't tell him that. No, it's, it's all him. He's allowed to. If you want to support the Band Geek podcast, yeah, grab that sustain pedal. You're gonna want that. If you want to support the Band Geek podcast, please go to riotcast.com/bandgeek. At the top of the page, you'll see an Amazon banner. Click that before you do your Amazon shopping, and a small percentage of your purchases will go to supporting our show, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. How great is that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so today, the subject is going to be Andy, all about uh, Andy. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, and I have a feeling, if, you, if you've listened to the Van Geek podcast before, you know that Andy doesn't talk much, so I think it's going to be me and Brandy talking about Andy. <laughs> Well, I was like, or if you know Andy personally, you've actually never heard his voice. Yeah. So it might be uh, an hour of Andy going, I don't know. <laughs> or, or like when you, when you, or if you make a declarative statement by Andy, he goes, no. <laughs> so this might, it might be an hour of this. I'll, I'll just sit here and play. Oh, great. I was just checking to see if uh, by some miracle the keyboard wasn't recording onto the recorder, but it is. No, sorry. Okay. <laughs> Um, all right, so the, the thing that uh, prompted this episode today <laughs> is that Andy did something that I was really impressed by and waiting for a long time for him to do. Um, Andy made not one, but two very <gasps> two? impressive split-screen videos. Oh. And don't don't feign flattery, you fucker. <laughs> Thank you. Just, let's just be honest here. Okay, no, they're really good. Um, and the first one was a Jaco Pistorius song. What's the name of that song? Liberty City. Liberty City. Uh, not to be confused with the Grand Theft Audio. Uh, Grand Theft Audio. Grand Theft Auto. You know what? That would be a great name for, for this podcast. Grand, Grand Theft, Theft Audio. Audio. All right. You know what? Effective immediately. The Band Geek Podcast is now known as Grand Theft Audio. Awesome. No, Grand Theft Auto. Uh, it's a Jaco Pastoria song. And, uh, and that's a very tricky song. And then he followed it up with the even trickier Chikoria song, Spain. Uh, yes. So... Return to Forever. Yes. No, well, that's who, That's not a Chikoria song. That's from the Return to Forever album? Yeah. Well, it's Chikoria. Okay. Yeah, well, it's a Chikoria song. Okay. Composition. So, I want to talk about a lot of things today. Um, but first of all, um, what made you want to do the, these videos in particular? Um, I have... 
Should I, should I have sent these questions ahead of time? Like, why did you not do that? Should have. Uh, no, I, I I was looking at my YouTube stuff, and and I have a lot of content as far as there's video clips of me playing drums, video clips of me playing bass with Blue Oyster Cult drums playing with you. You know, all. Oh, you you have videos of that up on YouTube? All this stuff. Yeah, I have like a playlist. Oh, so you grabbed other people's so videos? I just grabbed, yeah, because so I'm, so actually, there's no content on your YouTube. Correct, <laughs> but there's <laughs> nice. There's video of me playing multiple instruments in different scenarios, mm-hmm. but uh, I want to put some something together of me doing it all by myself, all together. <laughs> you know what's amazing? Um, we do this all the time because we get you know we do different sorts of recordings and, and right and get, all the all the band geek videos yeah, but, but obviously like, too we do but it's not even that it's just like someone will con- will contract me or Andy and they'll say like for example I had this dance company that contracted me to do um, they wanted Queen songs and and they said okay we need you to do like you know play the game under pressure um, you know a, a bunch of other you know songs and I sat here and I did it by myself I you know did the what? drums the bass the piano the guitars and all the vocals and you play that for someone and they go, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, that's nice. Right. <laughs> but then, like, the exact same thing that you're doing, if you have a video camera running while you're doing that, holy shit! Right. It's <laughs> wow! Exactly. It, so it, that's the thing that amazes me about this. And when, when Rudy Sarzo was in Blue Oyster Cult, and he told me, if you don't have video content or a YouTube channel, you don't exist, I didn't really get it until that happened, where... My first split screen, and I don't mean to talk about myself, but was was um, of course I mean to talk about myself. No, it's, the, not. Was, uh, it's my show. No, but, uh, <laughs> was uh, was the ABC one, and like this is I've been doing that since I'm 16 years old. Right. You know what I mean? I'm playing songs by myself in my basement, recording all the parts. Like this is not new to me. You have a whole <laughs> album of yeah, <laughs> and and then and then you know. Fifteen years later, of of after have you know I've been doing that, <laughs> I just run a video camera with like cheese you know split screen video techniques, and everyone's like, "Wow!" I'm like, but I've been doing this the whole time, and there's <laughs> and there's a lot of people who have been doing it. So I guess the the moral of the story from this is if you're a musician, put it on YouTube. You have to, and it sucks because you know you have to give it away for free. Of but course. you got to put it on YouTube. Even so, even if it's just you sitting there with an acoustic guitar playing a song, it's look good at, to have that there. That's how Justin yeah. Bieber got discovered. Yeah. You know, he was I remember when I was teaching guitar lessons, I had these like, you know, young girls saying, "Hey, can you teach me this Justin Bieber song?" And I'm like, well, "Who's Justin Bieber?" They said, "It's this kid that plays songs that he wrote on YouTube." And I watched the video and it's, just, it's literally him with an acoustic guitar playing. Um, but do you find that People are like, wow, Andy, I didn't know you could do that. And you're like, hello, I've been doing that. <laughs> like, and, and even people who have seen you, like, you've seen me play guitar on a gig. You've right. seen me play bass. You've seen me play keyboards. You've seen me play drums. You've, you've heard me sing. You know what I mean? It's, even though you didn't sing in these, but it's I, like, I they, but it's like, you know, you know I can do these things. Why is it, you know, why is this a surprise? But you, right. but you have to do it. Yeah. It's, uh, Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. It's, it's like the kids say today, like uh, Pixar didn't happen. Yeah. So there you go. YouTube is Pixar didn't happen. Right. And I I like the uh, production value in yours. Um, where did you record that? Uh, well, I recorded the drums at my friend's studio because mm-hmm. um, uh, I really I'm unable to set up drums in my current situation. Okay. But um, and he had drums there already set up and mics, so it was really. 
like convenient. And then uh, everything else was in my little tiny studio room, which is like, you know. Oh, so you see, I thought they were all done in the same place. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah the, drums, the drums were somewhere else. Was it the same black curtain you used? Uh, no. No, he purchased a new black curtain. Ah. Yeah. Are you going to use that fabric to make clothes now? <laughs> <laughs> Why? He doesn't wear black clothes. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Um, one of the, uh, the, the, the comments I saw was that you, <laughs> that you sort of blended in with the... Uh, you know, you just look like a very, very white face and hair yeah. with uh, uh, just just none more black. <laughs> none more black. That was my that was my hashtag for the last <laughs> video. <laughs> um, I was I wasn't really concentrating on the video aspect of it too much, but it looks good. Yeah. Um, and my iPhone too. Really? Yeah. The I- H- iPhone's great. HD. Come on. I almost want to sell the GoPro I've been using and just get another like iPod touch. Yeah, we, we, we talked about this for a while and I said that video looks incredible. The GoPro suck. And it's just so much trouble to use that damn thing. Yep. Um. So, okay, so you did it in your house. Now, what did you record on? Let's talk about the, the technical aspects all right, first. Technical stuff. Uh, all right, so I recorded the drums, like I said, at my friend's studio who has a uh, Behringer X32 console. Which is uh, interface, multi-channel. Oh, so you just interface. played. I just played. You didn't even click or anything well, like that. Well, this is what... Okay, the the actual... If you want to talk about technical or the workflow, well, those are two separate things. Already? The workflow was I was trying to... It's hard to play with yourself. <laughs> no, it's not. It, it was about the... <laughs> Sorry. <Yeah. laughs> you know that was going to... Someone was going to have to say that. And you knew once. it was going to be me. Um, let's uh, let's mark the time down so we can tell Andy's mom he said this at nine minutes in. Okay. Andy good. didn't say it. Oh, okay, so what I did was I'm just, I'm just gonna put a reminder on my I'm phone. Just gonna write this down. No, go on. I'm listening. Yeah, <laughs> so what I did was I played. I put a click up and uh, I played piano. Oh, so you did piano first. Well, oh, that was your I played reference. piano. Yeah, like a reference piano part, and then uh, I might have put like a like a drum loop. Or like something in there too, and then played bass, played guitar, and then I would keep on rotating, going. Then I would like redo the bass, and then redo the piano, and I would keep on uh, doing it. So the more like kind of jamming yeah. would happen naturally. Oh. And then you'd go back so, and, so now and it's re- respond like, to it. So now the keyboard was stiff because it was playing against the click. Yeah. But now that there's a bass in the guitar, now I'll go back and do it again. Wow. And and I did it a couple of times. And then I went to my friend's place and I laid down the drums. And then... Oh, so the drums you did, do you, you did after you did all the other instruments? Not true. Because then I started rolling camera. And okay. I, and I did every instrument again. Okay. Wow. Yeah, it's probably. Oh, so what you did it is was probably overkill. No, but- no, that's that's interesting. So, so what that is, I mean, if, if I had to reiterate what you just said, is just playing by now. Look, what what Andy did is a lot different from the kind of things that I do, because what I'm doing is I'm copying and I'm copying a source material as closely as possible. Right, I'm doing. Andy like a is Andy's jam, trying to make loose, uh, uh, an kind of- improvised performance. And when you're doing, especially you know, jazz or blues or any or anything really, um, where there's improvisation happening, you respond to what you're hearing. 
And when you're all you're hearing is a click or a drum loop, there's nothing for you to respond to. Right. So he'll he'll do a pass of something, play it, and then he'll as he overdubs things, he starts ex- being a little more expressive, and then he will keep going back and redoing things to respond to the to the different layers of expression. So he kept exactly. playing it until there was more feel and and more things happening. Like I noticed that you were doing like bass and drum hits mm-hmm. at one point together, so that probably evolved naturally exactly. from doing that. Yeah, that's an interesting so, way to so, do it. That, so, that, that's a pain in the ass, though. It is, yeah. I, but it, you know, it was actually kind of uh, good for the uh, that you were able to like really get into the song. As far as like you're, you're able to explore the song more and more, mm-hmm. you know, and and kind of, uh, and I sound like a, a weird jazz musician. No, you know, I, no, I, I, I think you're just not used to hearing your own voice <laughs> say, saying these weird things or speaking at all. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, the, the the more comfortable you feel with the song, then you know, mm-hmm. and and and. And then I would go home and and um, you know just pick up a guitar and like you know maybe work on a little solo, work on some licks and did stuff. You, and did then you I would know? go back and then bring it in, you know, stuff like that. Now, did you have something like this? Now I don't know if if you're like me with where I do like a hundred takes and I'm because mm-hmm. I you know uh, I don't like the way I bent that note. You know what I mean? I'm right. very, I'm very anal. But um, do you have? Do you know exactly what your solo is going to be before you do it, or were you improvising on the the camera? Um, piano, I was piano and drums. I was improvising on right. camera. Uh, bass and guitar, I kind of worked something out, but it ended up being a little bit different than what I worked out yeah. on camera. And basically, each each instrument, I would do. Uh, I'd do like three takes, right? And it would usually be the last one that I was comfortable with, and and it would just be that whole take. I wouldn't edit two takes together. Yeah, it's just there's because a whole... it was it was too. It, I, I was trying to figure <coughs> out, and I was, and I was like, there's no way that I could, you know, mime it or something, you yeah. know, just to get the video. And right. I was like, I just have to record the video of the take, and and whatever take I get is what it is. So there's a little flub notes and stuff, and. But uh, you know what's really what funny? Um, I'll be sitting down here, and I'll just you know be playing guitar, and I'll play something. And I'll be like, oh, that's cool. Let me put that on Instagram, and I'll roll my camera, and then I can't play it again. <laughs> yeah. uh, and just just the whole the whole like nerve your nerves go when when you put the camera on, and you and it's just you're aware of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it was it was tough doing it because it was like a five minute song as, as, well there's there's like two even ways like to, just the comping in between like solos and stuff too there's two ways to look at it i mean it's well not two ways to look at it but i've done it in two different two different configurations your nerve your 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 nerves are going when you have to set up everything yourself like when you're in your house like shit is the camera still rolling okay oh the camera now there's a problem oh, the light just fell oh this right. happened and you have to stop what you do and then yep. and you have to do all these things and worry that's, about why, this. that's why I look angry but <laughs> you know the, the light fell oh no, now my hair is fucked up you know what I mean it's like it, it's all these now I'm sweating yeah, yeah. now I'm sweating and, uh, and now you know and, and by the time all those things are done then you have to play and you have to play well and and you'd think oh this would be so much better if I had someone just doing this well when I was at AMS, I did have someone doing it, and it was just as bad. Because you have someone doing it who's sitting there waiting for you to do a good take. And look, Corey, who we've had on the show, was very patient with me. Right. I mean, like, 
after a while, at, at first he would like sit there while I'm performing and he would try to get all these nice camera angles and he got tired of me like doing 50 takes. So after a while he'd be like, okay, this is going to be a still shot. I'm going to go inside <laughs> and, uh, you know, edit some other videos while you do this. Right. And, and when you're done, let me know. And tell me, you know, tell me, you know, which take it was. <laughs> so... Yeah, 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 yeah. That's exactly that's exactly that's exactly what happened. You weren't there, and you know exactly what happened. Yeah, and <laughs> we, you know, even when you're doing like, all right, let me let me let me record like five seconds of me just standing there to see if the light's okay and, yeah. and like all this stuff, and then oh, let's play this back. Oh, I have to like turn that light up more, move or something, whatever. Um, were you there, were Brandy? Were you there to help? I was at all? not, but I I feel like I should have been. You were just, there for the first one. Just the, well, I think it's bit. easier. Well, you know, it's he's doing it for the whole day, so I take advantage of that time to do other things. So, but I feel like he definitely needed somebody just to physically press the button. Yeah, you know, I don't think you should have done the whole thing by yourself. Next time, I'll I'll be there. Now, uh, the which second camera video- did you use from the? Did you use the front facing or back facing camera? I use the back facing. So you can't see while you're playing. Correct. That sucks. Right. See, that's why I'm saying I should have been there just for that. I want to get... But I got a cool mount and stuff. And it I told him to get a mirror. Yeah. Well, what I... I have to buy a new camera because the, the the iPhone's great, but I can't do like videos looking at myself. And the, the problem with the iPhone is the front facing camera is worse than the back facing yeah. camera. So right. even though you could see yourself, it looks worse. And the GoPro's a disaster. Except, I, except the the problem with the iPhone is that the the lens is very narrow. Yeah, it's too narrow. So, you're right. So you have to. So if really your house tough. isn't big enough, yeah. you're getting a torso I, I shot. Had, I had trouble <laughs> with that. Um, I kind of want. You know what? I would like to get a new camera where I can have like the, the flip view screen where I could see. Yeah. You know, and with a wide angle, that would be perfect. But I don't know if I want to spend the the kind of money I need to get that. But that's mm-hmm. you know. So Andy, that's one of the things you could tell me to buy. Okay. <laughs> so. The problem now is that you, you've you been doing this these projects and now you want more audio gear. And and your wife isn't too keen on that. <laughs> no, she's fine with it. Because then know, she, she gets to, to buy a new purse, too. Yeah, but you know, yeah, at thanks. my... That's demeaning. Thank at, you very much. At, a bag. Sorry. I know a certain music store where they'll give you a, a special wife receipt. <laughs> <laughs> what? This, uh, you know, this Neve preamp, this cost me 30 bucks. Yeah. Look at it. It's, unfortunately, it's, it's old and beat I up. happen to know a Neve preamp wouldn't cost 30 right. bucks. It's like, it's, unfortunately, I know how, to use, know how to use eBay. And I can, I can look up things. No, I tell you, he can buy whatever he wants. He knows that. Well, why do you, what do you want to buy now? Well, okay, what, what's your recording rig? Uh, my recording rig, uh, like you, I have a Motu interface uh, connected to a Mac Pro. Um, and I have a Focusrite. Uh, eight channel preamp, and uh, that's about it. So, oh, are there mic inputs on the the Motu? Yeah, there's two. What do you like the way these? Which ones you like better, the Motu or the Focusrite? Uh, they both sound good. And you want you want like a preamp that has a little bit of of a juice to it? Or yeah, something. I want a little bit of a color. Not color's the wrong word. No, that's no, the that's exactly the right, right word. word. That's the right word. If you put a U in it. It's bad. Color. Color. What I'm looking at uh, some Vintech preamps. Those are based on the Neve 1073. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at some API preamps. And uh, Have you looked at like Warm that. Audio? Uh, a little bit. They make pretty convincing copies for very you know little yeah. money. So that's something to think about. There's so many companies that make. Yeah, but like how little money is little money? 
Okay, like one hundred sixty-five dollars or or four hundred bucks, whereas the yeah. original would be, you know, thousands of dollars. Right. I don't know. I still feel like four hundred bucks is too much to pay for not the real thing. You know what I mean? Like I'd rather pay the two thousand dollars. Interesting. I'm I'm a weird person though. This is a keeper, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I got. The, the preamp I use in my studio is an SSL, uh, that's Solid State Logic, and the reason I got it is... Alpha Channel. Yeah, the re- this is actually the newer one. The older one's a little better, um, but Tony, my friend Tony, who owns Phoenix Studios, when I was engineering there, the Alpha Channel was the one I used to always go to, and it was my favorite preamp, so I was looking, looking for one. And then SSL made this one, which is the... What do they call it? There's something else. The X-Logic or... Is that what it's called? X, X-Logic Alpha. Yeah, that's like a slightly inex- more in, or slightly less expensive version of the original Alpha channel. So I got that. A little geek talk um, for, for the people who care. Yeah. So you were at, at – whose house were you at recording? Uh, Paul. Paul okay, Yates. he has like a studio. He, has, he mainly has like a video studio, and he's trying to do like, uh, like bands, like streaming and stuff Does like that. Does he have that. a website? Um, I don't know. No, he doesn't. I did he has to because it, it's a uh, Bridgeside Bridgeside Productions. Productions. So look up Bridgeside Productions. Uh, he also did um, our friend Dana's band there, right? Right. Was her band? Uh, yeah, they did the live stream. Jane Lee. With Hooker. Jane Lee Hooker. Yeah. Um, I recorded uh, the Royal Guards music video there. Oh really? Yeah. That's cool. Um, yeah, so he's mainly doing like a video kind of studio, but you know he has Pro Tools and stuff to record. You know, multi-track stuff for video and stuff like that. And and you were talking about this to me last week. You wanted to do a live gig from there. Yeah, he's been doing. He's been trying to do um, like a, a like a streaming concerts, um, hmm. like every week. Well, Andy was talking to to me about doing this, and I'm lazy and I don't want to do anything anymore. <laughs> Great, uh, but you like going to someone's house and playing a gig instead of a bar, right? Um, I I like getting paid to play. But uh, it, that's I, just crazy. If, if I don't care where I have house. to go. If I, if I have to leave my if I have to leave my house and pack up my shit, I have to, I want to get paid. But, but they do have the donations that you could do, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, oh he has like a stream or something. Yeah. There's a there's a I th- he's using a different company, but they have like a tipping kind of thing. So you could watch a live concert and then like tip some money. All right. So how about this, um, Band Geek listeners? If you would like us to do something like that. Um, let us know, and if more than ten people respond, then maybe we'll consider doing it. And not the three people we know are going to respond already before we actually record this. So, <laughs> so you recorded. Um, what did you play back the click through when you were recording onto Paul's X thirty two? Is that what you used to record his X thirty two? Yeah, because it has a recorder built into it. No, no, uh, it was hooked up to Pro Tools. Ooh. It, it, you can use it as an interface. I didn't know that. I knew that there's like a USB 32-channel recorder in it. Yeah, that it connects straight to Pro Tools. It pops up as an No, but I know that it, you can record it on a thumbstick, too. No, you just record stereo on a thumbstick. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I'll have to look it up later. So he has like a little monitoring uh, thing, too. A little mixer. The Behringer one. So did you bring your laptop, or does he have Pro Tools there? He has Pro Tools. I just brought my hard drive. Who's better than Paul? If you're if you're a band and you want to do some video recording or live streaming, check out what the hell is his name, name of the studio? Bridgeside Productions. Bridgeside Productions. <laughs> located in I'm, I'm assuming Brooklyn. Yeah. yeah. Located in Brooklyn, New York, the up hip hip and up and coming <laughs> area of Brooklyn. 
Cambridge side. All your post-production and pre-production and during production needs. <laughs> Here you go, Paul. There's a little freaking plug for you. Now stop bothering me. Yes, now leave me alone. <laughs> leave me alone. So you did that there. You recorded the Pro Tools, and that's and the drums are the first instrument you actually video, video recorded. Yeah. Then you went back to your place and you set up a. Now, did you have a light? At your place? I actually, for the second video, for the Spain video, I, I purchased two lights. Huh. Two. From, from where? Um, Amazon. You know, I could have lent you lights. I have two lights. That's right. It's I've okay. Looked. He doesn't want to keep bothering you for stuff. I, uh, he's trying to he's trying to be a grown-up and I, buy um, his own things. I got two nice uh, LED uh, oh, light be- panels. He bought better ones than I have. So. Uh, <laughs> I you got, can borrow his. I got a softbox. That's a good idea. I got a softbox for one of them. And, uh, a softbox sounds like a, an adult <laughs> toy. <laughs> it's the thing that softbox diffuses the light. And you know dimmable. what a softbox is. They're dimmable. Is. You could borrow them if you like. I would like to borrow them. I they have to figure out what I want to record Amazon, first. Amazon.com. And really? yes, I forced him to use the link, even though it was you know cumbersome to not do it on my phone. It was, I forced. I, I did it. I forced you. Okay. I also <laughs> bought that backdrop too. That was like cheap. It was like ten bucks. Really? Yeah. Because I need one of those for the store. It's a legitimate backdrop. It's not just like one of my cloaks. Is it heavy? Amazon.com has wonderful deals on all this stuff. (laughs) All your video needs. Unbelievable. (laughs) So, the... um, Okay, so have you been getting good feedback on the video from people? Yeah. I like it. That's all that matters, really. It's true. One thing I really noticed that you did that that, that I I was... Laughing, but not not like at you, but with uh-huh. you, uh-huh. was uh, when this, the keytar comes out. And if now spoilers, <laughs> if you haven't seen Andy's Spain video, go to YouTube. Spoilers, uh, really. And the Andy Andy Escalis YouTube channel. There are two videos up there. <laughs> if, if you go, if you check out the Spain video, uh, toward I'd say the three quarter mark. Uh, it's towards the end. A man. little Andy bubble pops up in the middle of the screen, and he has a keytar, and and it's not. Just the fact that I mean that's a, that's funny in it in it in itself. <laughs> it's a fucking keytar. But um, if that wasn't enough, you're doing like a Chikori impersonation. I, I, um, <laughs> there, there's a couple of hidden little things that uh, I did just for you. I don't know why. <laughs> well, it paid off. No, the, okay. You got your own podcast because of it. One of my one of my favorite gigs <laughs> to go see is Chikoria. Uh, and you know, anytime the, uh, specifically the Chikoria electric band, because for me, that's like watching um, the musical equivalent of the Justice League. <laughs> it's all these different superheroes from around the world who have different abilities. They've come together to make this one unit of total devastation, and and that's how most musicians feel after leaving a Chikoria electric band gig. You feel devastated. Uh, you're entertained and you're happy, but you're also you know an, an immense sadness passes over you. <laughs> the fact that like if I started practicing now eight hours a day, by the time I'm seventy, I'd be able to play like that. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's what you know that feels like. But. Um, one of the the little bits of shtick that uh, chick shtick that that, uh, that chick chickaria does is he straps on. Uh, uh, it's a good thing Musk not here because I wouldn't have been able to get past strap on. But um, he straps on a guitar and he walks to the front of the stage and he starts like trading with the with the rest of the band. And the stuff he's playing, they're not like like play like a regular you know um, like you know D minor. 
but what he'll do is he plays what would you call that is it atonal or is that uh uh, I don't know. He just keeps on going. It's like this weird rhythmic gibberish that somehow works. <laughs> and then, but the other maybe thing, I'm just not. My ears might not be good enough to understand what he's doing. The, but to the, me, it sounds like oh, that's, he's playing that weird shit again. The, the other thing is that that he he doesn't like trade evenly too. He just like goes on top. He spills over. <laughs> yeah, and you and did that. that. You did, that. did like, that. Like to yourself though. Like, usually, I'm like, usually, why why isn't Andy? Well, usually stopping now. I was like, oh. Usually, usually it's this. It's like. But then he just like keeps on going, like it's not separated. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> so you did that, and I think the the hardcore Chikoria fans will appreciate that. I think everybody else will be like, "What is he doing? Why is no?" It works that's, either way. That's one loves the guitar. If though. you're watching the guitar, if you if you get to the guitar uh, portion. <laughs> If you're still watching the video by the key tart, no, I'm kidding. Good on you. You should. You're good for you. And it's it's a it's a Chikoria tribute, homage. Yes. Um, and you know what? If you see the Chikoria electric band is playing in your town, and you're like, and you like musicians, go see that band. Because even though, like, I know not everybody likes jazz or the, fusion. Yeah, or I you you can't whatever. even call this jazz. This is like a it's like a higher kind of music, that you know, it's like you know. Like a, a language that only certain people can speak. Like you know, it's like even even if you don't like classical music, you could understand when there's like an amazing violinist playing like crazy, and that's what it is. Yeah. Um. So, because this is an Andy only episode, <laughs> let's let's give a little background on Andy. Uh, is it true that you um started playing uh, drums at six months? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not true. Okay, that's an exaggeration. Um. Uh. How, so, what was your first instrument? My parents say I started banging on stuff at two years old. My parents gave me a set of drumsticks and some like pots and pans and stuff. And that's Andy's current rig. <laughs> it is. He's never upgraded. Calphalon. Yes, Calphalon. It's a good shit. And then my parents uh, got me a drum set at four years old. No, that's the same drum set you have now. <laughs> no, right? it's not. <laughs> you, you, you have had the same drum set. For about thirty years, right? No. no. How long? No, I got that when I was like twelve. So. So how long are you now? I don't know. How, <laughs> how, long, how old are you yeah, now? 20, twenty years. Oh, twenty yeah, years. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. So um, yeah, my da- my dad uh is like a musician. He's like a musician, or is he a musician? He's, He's like still a, musician. a musician. And uh, he uh, he never really played like too professional. Well, I guess he played in club date bands and stuff like that. But uh, so he had friends, and he would just he went around and was like, hey, if you have like a a symbol or a stand, you know, I'm going to give Andy like some stuff, you know, do you have a drum? Do you have a, so my first drum set was like a red snare drum, a black tom, a blue bass drum and like a green floor tom and like (laughs) nothing matched. And it was all kind of there, but I I had it when I was four years old. Can you find that video of you playing drums when you're a little boy making like sexy eyes at the camera? I probably could. (laughs) And post that? Have you seen that video, Brandy? Is that the one that was on VHS that I dubbed I, over? Yeah, I made I made a uh, instructional video. Oh, no, I don't know if I saw that. <laughs> I was like, this is this is the hi-hat. It goes like this. 
Oh yeah, we need to find that. And he looks like he looks like Dennis the Menace. (laughs) (laughs) But he always looked like Dennis the Menace as a kid. And he's playing. He's making this. (sighs) You know when that used to happen too? Um, We would we were doing bar gigs, and he moved over from the keyboards to the drums in our band because we 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 went down to a four piece, and um, he was singing a lot, and he didn't like having the boom stand hang over the drum set, so we bought a headset. So (laughs) while he would be all night. Through the PA, we'd hear this. <laughs> no, no. I think it's more like. <laughs> wow, that's even way creepier. Cut it out. Like, what is this noise I'm hearing? <laughs> and you're looking at the meters. And it's like, oh, it's like, okay. Hey, you got a mute on that? <laughs> Can you mute that when you're not singing? Yeah, good times. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, your first. So, four years old, you got a drum set. Um, did you ever take drum lessons? Um, I did. Um. What was his name? I forgot. Great. He, well, he made a real impression I on Andy. I see that, yeah. Well, my, dad, my dad's friend taught me uh, drums first, I think, uh, John Verdi. Okay. And uh, then I uh, took lessons from Sal Napoli. Mm-hmm. Obviously, this is, is he all, Italian? Obviously, this is all in Brooklyn. <laughs> see, that's how I at the end of these names. Um, and then also, uh, when I was in like uh, kindergarten, I started taking piano lessons. Oh, so that's like five years old? Yeah. So okay, there. You're, now did you like piano when you started taking it? Um, going from drums to piano is like an adjustment. Yeah, I mean, I think I was so young that it was just fun to do stuff. You know, I I think like you know when when you're young, it's like you know you watch people play music, and then all of a sudden you're like, it's like oh I can do that. <laughs> That's awesome. What's the first song you learned on piano? Um, you saw that video too, right? There's like sorry. a like a duck the duck song or something it was like it it was like uh it was like something like that it was like (laughs) really you could have come up with some like bach piece that would have been a much better um, story so okay so at this point you're five years old and you're you you've just become a multi-instrumentalist you you now play you now play drums and and piano Mm -hmm. so What's the next instrument? Um, I guess at like 12 or something, I like picked up the guitar and tried to fool around with that. Although my dad played bass, so... <laughs> That's the first song I ever heard you play. A Robin Ford song I heard you That's play right. on, on guitar. That was dreadful. <laughs> it was. <laughs> um, well, my dad played bass, so I don't know if I picked up the bass or there was like... my There was a, like a... Nylon string. The bass guitar. is just an easier version of the right. guitar. Exactly. That's what I tell all my bass player friends. That. I don't know why they get mad. <laughs> it's like you're just playing the lower strings on my guitar. That's what you tell Danny Miranda, right? All the time. <laughs> but you, I mean, look, I get it. You have to put on a different head to play bass, mm-hmm. but it's, it, it's the bottom four strings of the guitar. I mean, <laughs> if you if you're a musical person, you you, you know right. you know not to do on the bass, you know. Well, I guess that's the, that's the thing with the multi instrumental. There <laughs> you go, bass. There's me demeaning bass. a whole profession, a profession that I had for a very long time, <laughs> and that I kind of still have. All right, go on. No, but that's what I, th- I think. You know, once you learn a instrument, the the next one is easier to learn because you already have the knowledge of. Uh, 
you know, theory and music and stuff like that. Absolutely. Because you, and uh, especially on something like guitar or keyboard where you see, you see how the, the half steps work out. Right. You know what I mean? You could see everything. It's, it's not like for when I did the Abbey Road video and I had to play trumpet. Oh, yeah. That's, that has nothing to do with anything <laughs> anything that we understand no. on our other instruments. I mean, it does, but to get the sounds, like on a guitar, I can look at it. I can be like, okay, there's a note. And every fret I go up, that's right. another half step. And then you could sort of, yeah, just like the piano, every consecutive key you play goes up a half step. So there you go. With trumpet, it's like, nope. You have you, to you change the way your mouth yeah. is. <laughs> and remember which combination of these, which permutation right. of these three buttons you have to press. And, and and the the, where, the shape of your mouth and yep. all this stuff. What I would do with, with the Abbey... Uh, I could play again, trumpet. I could play like three notes on the trumpet. I was going to say, you were definitely walking around the house doing some kind of trumpeting at one point. When I was doing the Abbey Road video with the trumpet, I there were, there were it was pretty much an easy part. It was all low, but there was one like... Like for that part, there's that one high note, which I'm sure for a trumpet player is not high, but for me, <laughs> it was like impossible. So I was following Amory around the kitchen with the trumpet, <laughs> trying to get the notes. That's what I was doing to you. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are jerks. <laughs> what I had to do to get it, by the way, and obviously that performance is lip synced because I did a green screen thing and I, there's no microphones on it. So I record it like note by note of me playing it. So I had the microphone at the other end of the room and I would run up to it and jump <laughs> and squeeze my lips together as hard as I go, like, yes! <laughs> Just, Where's the footage of that? Like I guess I didn't. I didn't video record that because that that, that that would look like a ransom note. <laughs> but, so yeah, you try that. You play. Um, rec- I, we saw the other video, the Jock one. You played recorder. Yeah. Now when did that happen? Uh, that was like in like. When did you? When did when did you learn the winds? <laughs> that was in grammar school or something. You know, like everyone. It was like music class, and it's like, oh, here's the recorder. Yeah, that's the first thing. I mean, I can't play recorder. That's pretty impressive to me. You didn't have to play it in school. No, I thought everybody did. Like, I I went to private school, but everyone I knew who went to public school, they had to play the recorder. I brought my guitar to school every day, and I said, "This is what I'm playing." Okay. And and like the band teacher was like, "But I was like, no." (laughs) So everyone else played recorder. Well, and we had band class, and everybody else played uh, band instrument, and I was like, no. I was like, I'm playing. This is what I'm playing. But I'm talking like before, not before, like in middle school. No, never had. Great, never, no, No. like fourth, second, third. No, in. Fourth grade, they started school band, and they just basically gave everybody. Everybody sat in the auditorium, and and they handed out a piece of paper, and you ha- and the music teacher would play things, and you had to answer questions like which note is higher, yeah. what instrument is this, and if you and whoever got the most uh, questions right, like he would that that was the people that would be in school band. Uh-huh. So you know he was like, what instrument? What instrument do you want to play? You know, and I said, I'm playing guitar. He goes, well, we don't have one. I was like, I'll bring it. I got, I got a store. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Oh. Also, I live across the street. So. <laughs> yeah, so one of the extracurricular uh, music things I, I did was uh, when I was in grammar school, I, I joined the uh, Brooklyn Borough-wide uh, junior band. And uh, each borough has a... Grammar school, wow. Each borough has like a... Um, like an after-school kind of band thing, except it was on the weekends. This is in Brooklyn. Uh, in, I was in Brooklyn at the time, but each borough has one, and um, and yeah, it's for it's usually for junior high school kids and high school kids. That's when I was in it. In, yeah, in junior high. 
So uh, I was in, in grammar school. I auditioned and I was. Uh, <laughs> well, la da. And they let me play. And then I don't I, think I like this episode anymore. Uh, <laughs> thank you for listening to Band Geek. <laughs> Go on. And then, uh, so um, every year, one of the boroughs had a big concert in Carnegie Hall. And one of the years I was in it. What'd would, you play? I played drums. Really? In Borough Wide Junior Band at nine years old. In Carnegie Hall. So, but I played. I played. And Carnegie. there's no footage of this, right? There is. There's. There's footage of my dad videoing, and then someone yelling at him, saying, "You can't videotape in here." <laughs> Damn it! But you see me setting up my drum set. <laughs> so in there's Carne- proof that you've oh. teched at Carnegie Hall. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um. So by the time you're 12 years old. Oh, I didn't talk about the Jazzmobile. Oh, I'm dying to talk about Jazzmobile. <laughs> I wasn't going to let you get away without talking about the Don't Jazzmobile. Worry. I guess I was like 11-ish. Yeah. And that was also like a Saturday program. And um, it was for adults. I don't, but Were you my, playing drums in that too? Yeah. my So every like Saturday, me and my dad drove up to like Manhattan somewhere. And uh, there was like three classes. It was like an instrument class. So I was taking drums. And then my dad went to his bass class. And then there was a uh, theory class, and then there was a ensemble class, and with like a lunch break and stuff. And uh, my dad was in the same ensemble and theory class as me. And uh, yeah, I was like the only kid there. There it was all like adults, like not even like teenagers or <laughs> people. It was, it was strange. So I was learning like jazz theory at like eleven years old. And which is, I, on the drums, but you were playing piano already, so you sort of had a frame of reference, right? Yeah, yeah. I guess I, I was able to do that too. So mm-hmm. by twelve years old, you're playing drums, guitar, uh, mm-hmm. bass because they're the same thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know it's not true. Like my dad oh. wouldn't know what to do with the bass. <laughs> you know, so I, I, I understand that it, not your, every guitar your dad, player can play the bass. Your dad knows what to do. He calls his brother. Yeah, <laughs> give it to someone else. My father can set, can set up a bass though. He, he can, can set, really sets good. up really well. Yeah. Um, so okay, so you're playing guitar, bass, drums, piano at, at all very different levels, and recorder, and, and recorder. recorder. Don't forget the recorder. Any other instruments I'm missing here? Um, Triangle. I had a huffy bike. And, uh, <laughs> and you're also an athlete doing this. You, <laughs> right. played, you played baseball. He's <laughs> an athlete. No, no, but athlete. the thing is, most people, most kids can't do everything. Mm-hmm. You're, you know what I mean? I played Little League. And I was MVP at 11 years old. Really? I was a wow. starting How pitcher. How were you able to be MVP while you were playing all those instruments? That's His parents crazy. didn't let him watch television. <laughs> yeah, that's probably what it is. Is that what happened? There wasn't much to watch on television True, back then. only had like eight channels back then. <laughs> There's no internet. And... Yeah. Yeah. I so I have a baseball story that I'm going to uh, insert into the Andy themed episode because you know once again I'll take it over. Uh, <laughs> my mother, back when I was living in Brooklyn, so I think I had to be five or four right. or five, uh, tried to you know do a little league thing, a t-ball, and uh, I remember going into like a big gym somewhere, and they had like you know the t-ball the the t set up, and no, actually no, it wasn't t-ball. It was it was regular you know softball league, whatever league. league so yeah. so I'm, I get up at bat and my mom's watching me and they lob the ball to me strike one I miss they lob the ball to me again strike two miss now the third time they lob the ball to me and I miss 
and I miss, and I throw the bat down. I run into my mother's arms and start sobbing uncontrollably. Oh, no. That was the end of my athletic career. <laughs> that sounds like my athletic career, Richie. Don't feel bad. Then I think a few years later, they tried to get me to do soccer, and they put me in a position on the field. And I and the coach was like, "Okay, this is your position." I said, "All right," and I stood there the entire time. <laughs> and my dad's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "The guy told me to stand here." I'm playing soccer, Dad. I'm playing soccer. What do you think I'm doing? <laughs> Uh, so, so you're 12 years old and drums are your main instrument. I met you three years later and piano was your main instrument. So did yeah. you like go nuts on piano at, um, at some point? I was looking for high schools and uh, so we went to a bunch of different open houses and stuff and we uh, we went to Curtis and I like Curtis. And uh, Curtis is the one we went to. We went to. And, in Staten Island, New York. And we were talking to... <laughs> in the hood. I guess we were talking to... Mr. Tooker. Yeah. At the time. Paul Tooker. Paul Tooker. And uh, I was like, yeah, I play drums. And he's like, yeah, we have enough drummers. <laughs> and we did. There, there was like six drummers yeah. already. And he's like, we, we could use piano players if you play piano. And I was like, okay. Like, yeah, so, I play piano. So I started taking jazz piano lessons like a year before I went to high school. Wow. So you, you got that into shape in a year. Pretty much. You're like one of those actors <laughs> that, like, I have to learn how to how to you know disassemble an AK-47 with one hand while hanging off a helicopter, and I'm going to go in three to, months. In, in three months, and you know, I'm, I have this uh, you know ex-Israeli military guy who's going to wake me up at 5 a.m. and and make me do this for hours. A day. That, that was, was you. Do? That yeah, was you. So I studied uh, with uh, Bruce Barth, yeah. who's a really good jazz pianist, and you could probably look him up on. Uh, iTunes and other stuff. Do you stay in touch with Bruce Barth? Um, I do not. I think I saw him a couple of years ago. We actually. saw him a couple yeah. years ago. We saw him play. He's uh, yeah, he's a pro guy, and uh, he taught me everything I know. He taught me how to play Spain. Yeah. Did he? Yeah, definitely. That's why I got all those uh, those good Chikoria voicings. <laughs> with this thing. <laughs> Was that a seven sharp nine chord? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. it's a uh, yeah sharp nine, and there's uh, also uh, a thirteen in there too. Oh, right. That's a guitar chord. That's like a Steely Dan chord. Let's yeah. never play that again on this podcast. <laughs> it's a uh, it's a seven sharp nine. Playing chords on my piano. <laughs> Don't you know? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> All that stuff. Yeah. So you had that. So, I've been, so that, that video should have been better because I've been playing this song <laughs> for 22 years. Wait, so... All right. I, just, I have to go back to the recorder for a second. Again. Is it true that like if you can play the recorder, you understand how like the flute works and the I saxophone? I don't no, think I don't so. Think Clarinet? So. No, no. No, I don't think the, so. The fingering's not the same? No. No. It's like oh. just. It's little. It's, like, it's like Richie. You could play the it's recorder. Like put down another finger and it goes lower, and put down another one. Yeah. And goes another lower. Oh, because I was going to ask you to play flute next week on the podcast. Uh, he could yeah. probably learn flute in a week. Yeah, he'll get his Israeli uh, military. <laughs> uh, My sister could play flute. Oh, she, she went back yet. You know what would be really funny? Um, because you you mentioned your sister plays flute and mm-hmm. my my sister plays trumpet. There we go. But we t- we played around with this, and it might be time to start thinking about this. I, not actually time to do it but time to start thinking about it is we should do like a dad's episode Mm -hmm. i said that oh well my dad has been bothering me 
that he wants to come on the podcast just so you could give him a good bass sound. <laughs> <laughs> he likes my bass sound? Yeah. See, uh... Uh, Steve, it's CLA bass by Waves. That's the plugin I use. I'll give you my preset. You don't have to. You don't have to come here to do that. But you know, if you'd like to come here, we'd love to have you. Um, okay, so we'd get your dad on bass, my dad on guitar, and he could sing. Uh, we can have. Um, we can have Guy. Oh my God. We can have Anne Marie's dad down here. Oh my. That's a podcast right there. Oh my God. Um. Yeah. We can have Uncle Phil. Uncle Phil's a, a band geek dad, technically. Yeah. And we can have Jared's dad come down and yell at everybody. <laughs> you know what? I remember one time um, Jared had a and, drum set. And then your dad, Brandy's dad, could come down and fix everyone's computer. And he could talk about the math of music. <laughs> I want your mom to come down and talk about I that know. TV show she likes. I know. <laughs> one day. Um, but, you know, that, that would be cool. And we could have... Uh, what was I going to say? I totally lost my train of thought here. Dad episode. Family episode. Oh my god! I do just, I, do I want me to go back? Yeah, go back. Yeah. Let's, let, let's pull a space balls right now. And no, don't go back. Don't, don't go really back. go don't, back. Don't really don't go really back. Do it. Anyway, so we could have them, and they can and play some. Maybe maybe uh, when's Father's Day? Uh, June, June, right? So maybe we'll plan that for June, and we'll start yeah, like let's do it and, and figure out what they're gonna play. Um, another thing I kind of want to do um, is I want to do an episode with Anne-Marie's sister. Because I remember being at the last holiday dinner with her, and she can talk for hours. <laughs> <laughs> and she's also very talented and can So we sing. do the sister episode. We can get Gina and Chrissy. Does Gina play an instrument? No. She'll play the recorder. Oh, no. She can play drums. She can? She's, yeah. She tells decent, everyone she plays, she plays Dream Theater on drums. How much, how much editing is this going to entail? All of it. Uh, <laughs> that might all, be all right. All the editing. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't that be cool? But anyway, I want to... I want to do. Uh, I definitely want to do an episode with Anne Marie's sister, uh, and because I think that would be. I think people need to to see what that's all about. <laughs> just <laughs> okay. just like Anne Marie's father, we do an episode. You know, we could even have Anne Marie's mother too. Just do the Anne Marie's family episode. We should. That that's a band right there. Because <laughs> Anne Marie's mom sings really really well. Anne Marie's dad plays guitar and harmonica, and he sings. Uh, but he, he's a character. Oh my god. <laughs> He would be great. He he can do his own podcast actually. He should. He should. You know, I should just follow him around with a tape recorder. Yeah. And and just post the shit that he says. That would be amazing. So anyway, back back to Andy Escalis. This is your life. <laughs> you took a little detour. Uh. So. So then I met you. And then everything got ruined. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, um, you played jazz, but see, I didn't know you were a drummer because you were just presenting yourself. Um, you were just misrepresenting yourself pretty right. much mm-hmm. uh, as a piano player, and you were great. Um, but the the truth is, like, there was one day when you sat down. All right, here's what it was. There was there was this kid. Uh, I can't remember his name. I remember he tried to jump me once outside of Curtis. Oh, but nice. so I guess that was the reason why he wasn't in the music department anymore. I, th- I think he tried to beat <laughs> he tried to beat up one of the other drummers. Oh but no! But there was this kid. There was that many drummers who, who, there. Who was a bit of a thug. Uh, <clears throat> Because I remember, like, walking to from Curtis to the bus stop, and and these group of youths tried to jump me, <laughs> and the youths, the youths, and one of the kids like recognized me, and then called off the dogs, and then oh, I, I got man. to you know walk to the bus, and I got my ass handed to me. But uh, he was like the like the best drummer in the program, and he got kicked out because he was you know didn't behave. Right. Um. So. 
I remember like going into school like, oh, I'm gonna have to play play with that guy on drums. That guy's great. And then he didn't, and then the other drummers weren't as good. You know, now I know why my friend Damien doesn't want to be on the show. <laughs> why? Because Damien was one of those drummers, and I'm talking <laughs> shit about him right now. First of all, he does want to be in the show. No, he doesn't. And he, no, he does. I've asked him to be on the show like three you, times. Yeah, like at the time we were recording the show. You gave him no advance no, he's notice. He's super butthurt. He is super fucking butthurt. Because you called him like, we're recording it now. Why don't you come over? That's terrible. That's not really inviting someone. Damien, I'd be insulted to all right, Damien if you listen to the show, please come on the show. <laughs> Here, but you that have was, to we're I'm not talking, gonna ask you and I'm, you have to reference this episode where we asked you yeah and, and you know what I'm just talking about you when you were like 15 years old you're much better on the drums now than you were yeah. it's just at the time Andy was way better than you on the drums okay <laughs> like way better than you because we were because in jazz band Andy like sat down on the drums one day and, and me and, and Chris Kuffner who was the other person in the rhythm section were just like why the fuck aren't you playing drums <laughs> why do we have to deal with this bullshit every day you should play drums. And then that was bad because uh, then when we had our uh, concert at Lincoln Center, the big, like, you know, the big concert. The concert. There was, like, a big drum song, and the uh, conductor was like, I think we're going to have Andy play drums on this. And all the drummers were pissed. Um, I remember to I, this I remember, day, I remember former Royal I, Guard member Fred Scragg I, I had a, playing the timpanis really angrily because you <laughs> played drums and he didn't get to play drums. I had a free period during orchestra class, so I would hang out in the music room and they were rehearsing the song. And I was like, oh, I can play drums while you guys are rehearsing the song because I'm what here. A dick. I'm Dude, here anyway. What a dick. Asshole. <laughs> or maybe I was asked like hey being that you're here why don't you just play this uh, thing no honestly like when you sat down behind the drums and you were like fiddling about you knew what you were doing mm. like when Richie heard you and was like oh wow this guy's awesome yeah you did it on perfect come All on right. did I you guess. I don't know the, the other the other little bit of uh, high school trivia is after his first day of school <laughs> my longtime friend <laughs> We were in each other's bridal parties. <laughs> you were the entire bridal party. I was, I was the bridal party at his wedding. He, Dad said, hey, Andy, how was your first day? He goes, I don't know. The guitar player asked me to join a band, not the bass player. <laughs> you know what? I would like to read that alternate reality comic book. Because um, you know what? Maybe, maybe things would have went different. If Earth, you, Earth 2. I would like to read the Earth 2 version of Andy Escalise's life if you would have uh, joined Chris Kuffner's band, the bass player, instead of my band. I wonder how things would have been different. You, I don't know. Because, you what, know what? What was that na- band name? What was that name? Wait, for Chris's band? Yeah. Furious George. That's right. <laughs> that was a good band name. I'll, what, g- I'll give him that. That's can, a good band we name. We can name the band. And, the and you, and what was our n- band name? The next reality or speed of sound? No, function. Function with, with a, a K. K. With a K. <laughs> Horrible. Like funk. I've had the worst band names ever. <laughs> Do you know what? There's no such thing as a good band name. That's not true. There is. <laughs> there absolutely is. The 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 Beatles is like the worst band name. That's true. It's a shitty band name. It's like it's a bug, but let's change it so it's like a beat. Yeah, you get and, it. And you also, get it like a beat, like a drum beat. It's got to like be a, like a pun. Everything's like a pun. It. But also that, like you know, breaks like the rule of marketing that you. Right. It should be the way it's spelled. It, it shouldn't have an alternate spelling because people won't know. You, you, you'll have no brand recognition. Right. right. It's uh, the Oneaters. I was just gonna say yeah. that. The, yeah, the Wonders. Yeah, that's the Oneaters. Right. So, um, you were into jazz. Now, did you like rock at all or anything? Oh yeah, definitely. I grew up in the eighties. <laughs> 
Come on. Yeah, man. He didn't like it. It was good. Right. There's video of me, like, you know, lip syncing, like, with There's like video a, of me Satan worshiping around like, <laughs> at a Black Sabbath concert. <laughs> no, no. There's definitely a video of me with, like, this, like, wooden guitar that my dad helped me make that had no strings, but it had a whammy bar because it was the 80s. <laughs> and, like, me, like, lip syncing to something with, like, my robe on because, you know, you need a long coat. You know. <laughs> so okay, you went to Curtis. We met. We played together a lot. No. Wait, that was the first time you guys met. Was yeah, first day. That of, day you referred to him as the guitar of his player. Sophomore year. Yeah, that's it. I mean, that, that was that was twenty years ago. Last last September. Actually, there wouldn't have on Earth too, Andy. There wouldn't have been uh, that much of a divergence because uh, eventually us we joined the band with the bass player so it didn't really make a difference that's true um but you went to after after high school so now in high school i continued studying with bruce barth oh, you jazz, did the whole jazz t- piano throughout high school um we played together every day with you know it was the, the as ron thal lovingly called it the nucleus was, was <laughs> me you and Chris Kuffner, the bass player, and I, I'm going to reference Chris quite a few times. He is the um, he's a very he's a great bass player. He plays with Ingrid Michaelson. So if you hear any Ingrid Michaelson songs, that's Chris on bass. He recorded with Regina Spector. Yeah, that's right. He and, uh, he's just on tour with uh, a great big world. Oh, nice. Now, so he's you know he's also a producer now. He's he's doing production. Um, so in high school. Chris and I are the same age. Andy's a year younger. Um, even though we didn't like hang out, I mean, me and Andy hung out. We were friends sort of immediately because uh, when I saw Andy's notebook in high school and he had um, backline plots d- drawn, he would draw. He, you, do you remember doing this? I don't remember that. You would have in your notebook. You would have a uh, a drawing of a stage, and you'd be like, "Okay, here are the subs." I have two tops on each side. This is the drum set. I have a, a double decker key. Like it was like arena rock. You had, you had and you would draw little arena rock stage setups, right? Here's the singer. This is where the background singers go. This is where the horn that. section goes. You know, and and here's the projector. You know, you had like you had these detailed and everything was small. Like you're like a like you're a serial killer or something. Like drawing this. But, and and you showed me like like one day we sit next to each other and you're like. Hey, check this out. This is my stage setup. I'm like, oh, that's amazing. <laughs> Let's be friends. So, and and the funny thing is, when we would get together and play um, as 15 and 16 year olds, we would try to get as much gear together as possible. <laughs> we would, we would, um, like, okay, hey, I'm gonna grab my dad's bass amp. I'm gonna grab my uncle's bass amp. Let's plug them into each other. Okay, I have five amps. Then I'm gonna bring to this gig. All right, great. Also, I think I need seven guitars. Um, we're gonna do seven songs, so I think I need seven guitars. And uh, actually, I could I, probably borrow another keyboard. Yeah, I could probably from borrow. Someone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Andy, here's a little. Jo- I'm not gonna say you said this joke. I'll I'll, I'll take the, the hit for this, Andy. Andy said, "You know, not Andy said. I said. I said. I had. Wait. Are you saying because I had like, I had like." five keyboard set up once no i'm saying this is a joke that one of us said and i'm not going to say it's you made this joke because you have a certain uh, image you're trying to maintain oh right right supposedly the rule that i quotations made up is that you know the keyboard like 
we said how, how how far do you keep the keyboards away from you? Because if you're like if you're making yourself a like like a, a U a three sided box or a U right right around you with keyboards with like two from left and right and one behind you or in front of Keith you Keith Emerson like, style. How do you know? How do you know how far apart it to be? And this person who made this joke said, "When your balls can hang freely when you're standing, <laughs> like when they hang freely and they're not touching your thighs, that's how you know the keyboards you know are far enough apart." Do you know what? That sounds like a Graziano. <laughs> Sure, we'll blame it on him now because yeah, he's not here right now. So yeah, when your when your balls can swing freely, <laughs> that's how you know the keyboards are far enough apart. That seems like a good rule, though. I think it's good. You know what? Because that because you're supposed to measure that to your own body proportions. Right, exactly. So you know it should be, and also like then you, you don't need to adjust in the middle of the show. Exactly. It's like you're not like doing a weird maneuver just to try to like you know because your hands are busy, both yeah, of exactly. them. You know, baggy pants were big in the nineties. <laughs> I I had a. <laughs> I, I had a whole thing. I think in your in the speech I made at your wedding, I had I talked about your pants. <laughs> you did. And, and then your mother came up to me and pulled me aside and explained to me why she had to buy those pants. She had like a whole reason. I don't know. I'm not going to go into that, but whatever. But yeah, so the pants. The, the giant pants? He had he had like the boxy pants. He looked like a Lego character. <laughs> <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't hug him at all. <laughs> but anyway. That was the 90s. Everyone looked very square in the 90s. Yeah. Yes. So, um... I, you know, we, we would try to bring all the, the gear we could, and it was ridiculous, which is in stark contrast to how we do gigs now. Right. Which is, Andy's like, I don't need toms for this gig. <laughs> I just listen to all the songs. I didn't I, hear any toms. Actually, actually, uh, we, we have a gig next week. Do I, do I need to bring any toms? I'm just bringing one cymbal. <laughs> you know what's funny? Do, we, uh, do my, I need a hi-hat and a cymbal? We've grown out of bringing all the gear, and we're doing a gig next week. Uh, my dad's getting an award at a, at a, at a ceremony, major award, yes. major award, and we're uh, and we're play- He asked us to play, and you know, we're we're gladly doing it. <laughs> and <laughs> and the funny thing is, if we're if 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 it's up to us to bring gear, you know, being in our thirties, like eh. I'll bring the smallest thing possible. I'm going to bring half a drum set. I'll bring one PA speaker. If my dad's doing that gig in his 60s, he's bringing everything he has. Right. He's bringing two amps. Your dad used to bring three amps with him, right? Oh, yeah. He, my dad had like a little Brian May setup, except it sounded nothing like that. But, but in theory, he had a Brian May setup. So, yeah, we used to... Our, like, Did you play the JCC Rock Fest with me? Once, yeah. Oh, so you did the second one. The first yeah. one I did, I brought every guitar I owned. Yeah. Yeah, and everybody was like, why are you bringing them? I'm like, I need them. I need them. <laughs> you don't know. You don't know. I need them. <laughs> so, yeah, we used to bring everything. You know, we, we like you said, we would borrow keyboards because we played prog rock. So we tried to have, like, the over-the-top, you know, stage setup. We well, we would always try to borrow. We'd borrow the, the concert band's gong. <laughs> right. To put behind us. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we did that. Good times. Your your dad once told me, it's called show business, not shy business. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, man. So after high school, uh, we're playing in a rock band and we're doing all this stuff. Uh, Actually, I can't even say that because we were a prog rock band. We were only a prog rock band. That's all we wanted to play. Mm -hmm. And so if you want to hear what we did in high school, listen to the Progeny 1999 album. I believe it's available on YouTube. Not YouTube, um iTunes. iTunes. But actually, it probably is on YouTube. Yeah. Um, yeah who knows where So is. you could pick that up. Um, and that's the stuff that we made in high school. But then you went to college. And yes. And it didn't stick. No. 
What, tell I, us about your college experience. Hmm, tell uh, us. I went to the new school, which was a... Uh, was that still a division was, of Manhattan School of Music? Um, yeah, it was connected. Uh, actually, no. Um, Manus. Oh, Manus. School of Music was uh, under... At, at that point, it was the new school university. It mm-hmm. went from the new school uh, for social research to the new school university. And uh, I was in the jazz program there. I auditioned for a bunch of colleges to continue my jazz piano. And um, I went there for a year and a half, and then uh, I didn't go there anymore. Can I ask you a question? Uh, And this is probably too late to ask this question. Like in a day? No. Like, why why didn't you go to Purchase with me and Chris? I don't know. Were you too cool? I guess I was. Yeah, that's probably That was probably it, totally. Even no, though, even though, like some of our the professors taught at both places, it's kind of like I don't know. Did you but, make a uh, conscious decision not to go to purchase? You uh, wanted to go to school in the city. Yeah, why not? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, and then and then even though Andy stopped in the middle <laughs> for the next twelve years, and he goes, "This is where my school is." You no, know, I went to school around here. This is where my school is. You know, I'm like Andy. You didn't. You stopped going to school. Yeah, Doesn't but this matter. is where it was. So. Dude, we would have had a great fucking time if you went to purchase. We would have been roommates. I we would have had an awesome time. I was there all the time. Do you know too. Chris wouldn't be my roommate? <laughs> Did you know that? I'm sure you, you have no trouble believing that. I asked him. He goes, "You know, I want a little separation." From, I'm like, <laughs> we would have been roommates. We would, we would have been farting were... the whole time and eating pizza. It would have been awesome. <laughs> you were sweet mates at one point too, right? Yeah, but he would not room with me. Yeah. But uh, I was there all the time because it. we were playing in the same band. I was there like on the weekends and stuff. It'd probably and really convenient if you went to purchase. Why didn't he go to purchase? I don't with know. Me? I didn't know him then. I don't know. And Hanan and Al Cardi and all those. You could all have been these part people. of that posse. But I knew all them anyway. <laughs> but what I didn't have to. I know, I know them now. I saved all the money. <laughs> I didn't have to. <laughs> but I bet you your one semester of Manhattan school or, or new school cost me what four semesters of purchase it was, cost uh, me. It was a year and a half. It was three semesters, and it was you know it was it was all right. But um, <laughs> he's, he's get, I, I think he's running out of gas. <laughs> he said a lot of words during this. He podcast. did. He. I'm, I'm, we're, I think Brandy and I are both very, very proud of impressed. you. My mouth's tired. I know. You need, like, do you need some water or something? Are you okay? So okay. <laughs> I think we've done a. Good, I think we've done a very good job of talking about your history. Is there anything else you'd like to add to this? Um, so we're at the hour mark. I'm kind of done with you. Yeah. <laughs> Much like in life. <laughs> Everybody get the fuck out. Uh, I auditioned for Blue Oyster Cult and I didn't get the job. Oh, wait. You did audition on drums. I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> and we then, but uh, now that we're talking that about it. That wasn't and, about. Uh, and now I... Uh, and well, then, let me talk about that for a second. Um, not, not, I thought you played fine. And actually, I remember Alan really liked the way you played a lot. Yeah. And, and you know, and and they they love the way you play. Uh Jules, who is great, and another person who I've been asking to be on the podcast, uh, but he's bu- he's busy. He, he's probably on his third bar mitzvah today. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. He, 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 he probably sold two houses, <laughs> taught 15 lessons, and is playing two mitzvahs. <laughs> and, then an after, and, and then playing percussion at a club, <laughs> if I know him. But uh, w- what he did, and you know, as I watch now my cousin audition for things, what he did is he learned the entire set. Yeah. And that goes a long way. So well, we were talking about that with someone. Yeah, yeah. There was an, wasn't there an article? In, there was an article in the paper, the paper, the, the Long Island paper, the Newsday or something. Yeah, we were talking about that. That how like when you go to audition, they're like, oh yeah, learn these three songs. That's a trap. That's a trap. That's a trap. <laughs> I fell for the trap. 
But you know what? Even when I did the Queen extravaganza, they gave us three songs to learn, and then by the you know sixth time that Roger Taylor had to hear you know uh, whatever it was, uh, uh, Hammer to Fall, right. he like the producer came up and was like, "Do you guys know anything else?" And then the people who had been playing Queen music knew, like me, I I was sort of half in trouble for that because I'm a big Queen fan, but I never learned all the songs really. Right. So I like. I got my I, my phone out and started like shedding a little bit, right. you know. But uh, yeah, th- that's a general rule of thumb is, you know, do more than do, what they do ask. more than required and l- learn more and hope you don't need it yeah. than but learning less was, than hoping you do need fine. it. It was fine. I wasn't I wasn't prepared for that at that moment in my life. Yeah, but you know what? You and now, now, and now, now I'm playing. Now you got to now you got to work with with the band, and, and you know what? It's a cool gig because it think is. about all the places you got to go to. Yeah, we're going to Israel, man. Yeah, we the are. The motherland. Yeah, and uh, and I've played every other instrument in that band. Too. That's right. A- uh, Andy and I are currently tied. You tied? tied for the uh, positions. We've both played four positions. Four out of five. Um, How are you going to break this tie? We, we can't. can't. You, can't. Where, where, <laughs> you can't play the drums. We're, we're at a stalemate because I I'm not good enough at drums to cover a gig. Like you know what? If somebody like if we're on stage and like. Jules keels over. Not saying I want him to do that. God forbid if that happened, I would be able to go on stage and get and keep the gig going with absolutely no frills. Yeah, but Andy would be there already. Andy would play, right? But if if if, if Andy if was Jules, already playing guitar, if Jules and Andy keeled over at the same time, if like they both ate something <laughs> that was bad, the and drumsticks they, were poisoned, right? And Woody too. Uh, <laughs> It's like it's like right, you know, it's like right. you know how they say these these, these royals in England who right. like if thirty four people die you're the queen. Right, right. I mean like if like three or four people keeled over <laughs> at a BOC gig I'd probably get stuck playing drums and I'd be able to maybe get through a gig. It wouldn't be particularly good, but I would be. But you, know. you could do it. Um, Andy also has a, a, an interesting challenge because um, Andy would have to sing. Buck Darmus parts, right? And play lead guitar. I think you, but you, with some shedding, you'd probably be able to do the guitar. I could probably do it. Um, I could probably, but the jump in there, and it wouldn't be good. But I could, I could get through the gig. But probably. still, you wouldn't be the first man they'd ask if something happened. You'd... Well, what would happen is that I would have to be already filling in for you, right? And then Dom would miss his plane. Yeah, I, I would have to be, be dead. A... Yeah. Right. Because <laughs> we talked about it before. Like obviously, we have to talk about this. This is a good. This is a good. Uh, <laughs> Weirdest episode. This is ever. a fun game. <laughs> How you know could what? you? This is a fun. This is a segment. I think we just created. Like, no, it's um. Who would sub if the following people have died? You need like a flowchart or something. Or like, like. Oh, I love flowchart. The li- or would have. How would they do it in England with the with the royalty? <laughs> with the like, like. Is this person alive or dead? Yes. No. This way. Okay. Is yeah. this person sick? Yes or no? <laughs> we need a chart to see who would who would sub and who would cover. Is this person in the state? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, you know what? Um, they Andy never played with the band. Um, Andy's first time playing with Blue Oyster Cult was because, uh, well, no, the first time you played, you sat in when we played Staten Island, and I was playing yes. bass, and you played guitar, uh, and that's when Alan first retired. So we we were playing as a four piece for a little while, and I sort of. I asked the guys if they would mind if you sat in to, you know, because it was the homecoming gig. I didn't want to go understaffed. Right. So, and, you know, they were they were cool with it. And, uh, but what happened is I had a sub for a gig and the sub bailed day of the gig. Mm-hmm. And Andy was there and you played and you stepped in. Yeah. And you did it and you killed. So, 
that's how that happened. And now, uh, and then uh, the the weird one of the weirder skigs was when I was filling in for Jules, and then Don's flight got canceled. Oh shit! That's Buck's, right. Buck's flight got canceled, and we played as a four piece with, without with Eric Buck. and no Buck. Yeah. Wow, I, I remember that. And me on drums. That would have been your one shot to fill in, and you were already playing I drums. I was already <laughs> playing drums. That was the problem. No, if that was the case... No, I would have filled your yes. position. Yeah. yeah, I would have no, to be dead. Yeah, that's true. We'd have to get rid of Richie as well. Yeah. I, I mean, not to, rid of Richie. I need to be filling in for you, and then... And then have some sort of flight Flight cancellation, up. yeah. That's what it would be. I don't so, know we're killing everyone off, but we only want Buck's plane to be, you know... Yeah, you know what? Okay, no more deaths. Just, <laughs> no, delayed, just, just flights. Delayed, flights. delayed flights. Delayed flights. Oversold situations, well, perhaps? Perhaps. When I filled in for Eric, uh, that was his, a flight. his flight couldn't land. He was stranded. That's right. So many things. On that note, on that cheery note, <laughs> thank you for listening to Band Geek. Uh, this has been... And I, I had a lot of fun today. I don't know about you guys. I, I learned did. a lot of stuff. You know, I always have fun here. Andy, Andy take us out with a little something. Thank you for listening to Band Geek. For Brandy Metaxas and Andy Escalise, I'm Richie Castellano. Wishing you a good morning, midday, or evening, depending on when you're listening to the show. And remember, wherever you go in life, there you are. You can press stop now.